the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time now for Dr. Health Radio, radio's original health news magazine, bringing you the latest information on medicine, nutrition, fitness, and wellness, and now in its 31st year. Your host of Dr. Health Radio is health expert David Snow, who is not a doctor, and while most of David's guests are doctors or authorities in their areas of expertise, they do not diagnose or prescribe on the air. If you have a condition or illness that requires medical attention, see a health professional. The information contained in this program is is for educational and entertainment purposes only. And now, your host of Dr. Health Radio, the snowman himself, David Snow. All right, let's start with my health tip of the week. The snowman says, act like a virus or bacteria. That is being resilient and adaptable. That's what they do to you or in you. (laughs) And uh, maybe you can stay one step ahead of a viral or bacterial infection. Uh, because they always try to stay ahead of the vaccinations and medications and all the things that we throw at them. And viruses are also opportunistic. So whenever you have the opportunity to do something to strengthen your immune system and make sure that it's healthy, then uh, you want to make that a priority, whether it's uh, whether you want to avoid COVID or any other virus or any other pathogenic bacteria or organism. Go for it. Be opportunistic. All right. Well, it also helps to be resilient and adaptable in order to avoid heart disease, which is our focus of discussion on this hour's show. Good morning, aloha, and welcome once again to the healthiest hour on radio. It's the snowman with you, David Snow, keeping you cool and healthy as we do it each and every week at this time here on the program. And we thank you so very much for joining us and making us a part of your weekend. My guest in this hour of the program, he was our first guest of February in the uh, first Saturday of the show, uh, first Saturday of this month, Dr. Zia Khan, president-elect of the American Heart Association's Hawaii chapter and a clinical cardiologist and internist at Queens Medical Center here in Honolulu. Uh, We'll talk about some of the things we didn't get to last week, tachycardia, bradycardia, arrhythmias. um, And then, of course, uh, we'll review some of the AHA guidelines for a healthy heart and talk about broken heart syndrome. I uh, have an uh, interesting article about that, as well as alcohol and your heart. What about, um, do the benefits outweigh the, um, the drawbacks? And then we'll get into diet and heart disease from a cardiologist standpoint, as well as vaping and heart health. You know, Hawaii has one of the highest youth vaping rates in the nation, in the, in the entire country. Over 30% of highway, excuse me, <laughs> Highway. Uh, yeah, sometimes they smoke on the highway or vape on the highways, but uh, uh, 30% of Hawaii teens are uh, regular users of e-cigarettes, and that's not a good thing. So we'll uh, talk about that with Dr. Zia Khan, but first, some news you can use uh, preventing heart disease, and we'll talk about some of the healthy habits that the uh, guidelines that the American Heart Association has put forth through um, educational programs that they have, but um, 
You want to always choose healthy foods and drinks, and we're going to talk about that next week. Make sure you join us for next week's special edition of the program as we kick off National Nutrition Month, the month of March, which we do every year at this time. And uh, we will have Dr. Earl Mendel on, who is the author of The Vitamin Bible, having sold tens of millions of copies of that book. And he is the author of over 50 other books as well, uh, having to do with nutrition, medicine, and health. Anyway, also getting back to the um, heart disease uh, guidelines or uh, preventing it, getting back to the uh, points, uh, keeping a healthy weight, and uh, of course, you know, two-thirds of our population, unfortunately, are either overweight or obese, and that gives you a higher risk for heart disease. So you want to get regular physical activity, and remember, ideally, you want to be a healthy weight and be fit, but it's better to be overweight and be fit than it is to be underweight and out of shape or sedentary. So, um, you know, if you had to choose between the two, lesser of the two evils would be being fat and fit. Um, and then, of course, not smoking, That's uh, that greatly increases your risk for heart disease. You know, more, more people die of heart disease than lung cancer, uh, as far as smokers go, um, even though lung cancer is the uh, primary cancer that smokers succumb to. Well, this is interesting. I came across a park in California named Heart Health Park, located in Sacramento, California's capital, of course. It's one of the largest professional soccer fields in the United States, seating more than 12,000 spectators. And they feature heart-healthy concession options. Thank goodness, you know. Uh, As far as ballpark food concessions, those have to offer some of the worst foods on the planet as far as nutritional value goes. I mean, I can't think of, um, <laughs> you might as well go to a fast food restaurant. Actually, sometimes it's worse. I mean, everything's fried or processed, barbecued, breaded, sweetened, salted. Um, you know, I don't, I've never seen any broccoli uh, stick or uh, broccoli sprouts or uh, carrot sticks or celery sticks at uh, ballparks, that's for sure, or any kind of venue. I like that, but uh, this Heart Health Park is the first venue in the country to be named after a major health initiative. That's a good thing. Come on, shouldn't all ballparks follow their lead? I mean, uh, you know, at least give them, give people an option. Okay, you can, you can um, offer the hot dogs and the the fried onion rings or whatever else, uh, you know, junk food that you want, but then offer some healthy alternatives at the same time. Give people a choice. Maybe we could implement a similar venue here in Hawaii, huh? We could have Heart Health Beach. How about that? You know, years ago I proposed uh, to then Governor Neil Abercrombie uh, that we uh, start a, I met with him and uh, proposed a Muscle Beach Waikiki, which he thought it was a good thing because, as you know, uh, if you remember, uh, he was a, an avid bodybuilder most of his life. Uh, maybe still is. I, I'm assuming he still works out. Uh, but um, then I found out that the Muscle Beach name is federally trademarked, so I couldn't use that. But still, uh, maybe we can think of a venue that, uh, let's have a Heart Health Beach. Huh? Okay, attention politicians out there in the radio listening audience. Uh, maybe you could spearhead something and get credit for it. All right, other news that you can use uh, or at least uh, know about laser. Uh, you know, lasers are used extensively in medicine. Uh, and it's actually actually an acronym. Um, the, the word laser stands for light amplification by stimulated emission of radiation. Uh, and the first working laser 
was at the Hughes Research Labs back in 1960. They, used, uh, they tested the Ruby laser in May of 1960. And uh, in addition to lasers, a number of other life enhancers came about in 1960. Etch-a-sketch <laughs> drawing toys. I remember uh, being fascinated with that. Of course, now it's just this little elementary drawing toy. There's nothing electronic or uh, high-tech about it, but uh, it was fun. Uh, Downy fabric softener, that's not such a healthy invention. That was created in 1960. But something that is, cardiopulmonary resuscitation technique, CPR, was invented or created in 1960. Boy, 62 years ago, hard to believe. And then finally, bubble wrap, (laughs) the cushioning material, uh, which is also a perfect stress-reducing material in my mind and with a lot of people. Pop those bubbles, you know, get out your frustrations by popping those uh, that bubble wrap. Uh, actually, that was created by Mark Chavanis and Alfred Fielding. Uh, they created bubble wrap after experimenting unsuccessfully with an idea for plastic textured wallpaper. <laughs> Can you imagine if they came out with a wallpaper that uh, was made of bubble wrap and, you know, that wouldn't last long, especially in some high-stress offices, right? Uh, there would be no wallpaper left. All right. Um, if you're achy, you might want to double up on your salt. That's right. If you want to ease muscle soreness caused by either long COVID or other lingering viral infections, uh, this doctor, Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum, uh, he uh, recommends a salty bath, adding two cups of Epsom salts, that's uh, magnesium sulfate, to release muscle tightness and to deepen sleep. And of course, uh, taking magnesium internally helps with that as well. Uh, he says that uh, post, well, actually, this is another doctor, Dr. Jonna Friedley. Uh, she says people with post-COVID require lots of hydration. Uh, she's a physician at um, Seattle's Rehabilitation Medicine Clinic and uh, Recommends drinking more water to alleviate symptoms such as soreness and headaches, but also adding a quarter teaspoon of sea salt twice a daily to four ounces of water. And uh, sodium, you know, it acts like a sponge in the body. It helps your body hold on to water. And that's why when people consume too much salt, which most Americans do, they experience water retention. So it's a balance. I mean, if you need more hydration, you know, up your electrolytes, especially sodium. All right, uh, let's see. Elsewhere in the news, we still got a few minutes left. Oh, if you're so inclined, today is World Sword Swallowers Day, <laughs> a day to celebrate 4,000 years of doing the impossible. Or is that doing the foolish and stupid? Uh, I don't know. On the last Saturday in February, sword swallowers around the world honor this ancient art by doing what they do best, swallowing swords. Well, that's not my idea of fortifying your diet with iron, that's for sure. All right, uh, let's see, elsewhere, for Pete's sake. No, 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 it's it's for Pete's sake day. <laughs> the world wonders, after all these years, who is Pete and why do we do or say things for his sake? I don't know. Anyway, it's for Pete's sake day. All right, let's go to the fitness file. All right. Uh, Did you know that exercising for five hours a week, not a day, just a week, that's less than an hour a day, during adulthood, early adulthood that is, decreased participants' risk of hypertension by 18% as they aged. That's from the Journal of Preventive Medicine. And listen up. I'm talking about your music, pumping up the uh, music or turning it up during treadmill sessions or cardio workouts. 
could be the key to reducing mental fatigue and boredom. Uh, motivational music, they say, is uh, is key to uh, at least having the perception of feeling less mentally fatigued. And um, taking it outside, well, one reason to work out outdoors is that you'll it'll help you hit your vitamin D requirements. We're going to talk about vitamin D next week with Dr. Earl Mendel, uh, which is uh, vitamin D is one of the primary vitamins that uh, you should be getting enough of uh, for fortifying yourself against COVID and all kinds of infections because it's needed for immunity. But we'll talk about nutrients for immunity on next week's show with Dr. Earl Mendel. Anyway, uh, 10 million Americans are impacted by seasonal affective disorder. That's SAD. I remember when I was living in Southern California, you know, which a lot of people move from uh, the Midwest or um, Northern climates to uh, move to Southern California because they're suffering from SAD. Heck, I I had it when I lived there. Well, of course, I grew up here in Hawaii, uh, but uh, I, I wasn't getting enough sunlight and it really affected my moods and I was depressed, but it um, can help you uh, enhance your mood and uh, ward off depression if you work out outdoors, even if it's cold and you know dreary or rainy, inclement weather. Uh, you, you'll give yourself uh, an endorphin boost, uh, whether it's for sunshine or just the fresh air and you know flowers and birds and everything else. Okay, all right. Let's go to matters of sexual health. According to Dr. Aaron Spitz, who is a urologist, he says that high blood pressure can give you low penis pressure. Over time, he says that uh, under abnormally high pressure, blood vessels react, increasing the amount of smooth muscle to handle the pressure. You know, it's like a hose, a garden hose that uh, you're putting too much pressure in. Anyway, that makes the artery walls thicker and less elastic, which then narrows the passageways for the blood flow. And then the blood vessels become damaged and then develop plaques and that blocks the blood vessels even more. So it's a vicious cycle. So, uh, And also to make matters worse, uh, Dr. Spitz uh, talks about some of the commonly prescribed medications to treat high blood pressure. They actually cause erectile dysfunction because of their effects on the blood vessels and on the brain as well. And the worst culprits, Dr. Spitz, according to Dr. Spitz, are the um, beta blockers, uh, most common one being propanolol, uh, propanolol, excuse me, uh, and but there are many medications. Anything ending in OLOL uh, that's going to cause a problem with you men. Uh, they decrease blood flow to the penis and uh, that area, and interfere with the relaxation of small blood vessels to open up, and that interferes with brain signals as well that normally switch on that area of the body. And so, uh, one commonly prescribed medication, uh, if this is not adding insult to injury, a tenolol. Uh, can also lower testosterone levels, which is not a good thing, too, because that interferes with um, uh, stimulating your senses down there. And uh, so, anyway, blood me- blood pressure medications, uh, known as ACE inhibitors, do not affect erections, but they don't work for everyone with high blood pressure. And uh, a medication that you don't want to take together with, uh, you know, if you're taking erection or uh, ED pills like Viagra, Definitely don't want to take those with nitroglycerin or medications that contain nitroglycerin because that can cause a lethal drop in blood pressure, uh, which can lead to cardiac arrest. And the doctor goes on to say that adding salt and sugar to your diet, that increases blood pressure, as does caffeine. 
whereas exercise improves erections in men with hypertension in, in as little as eight weeks. Uh, he says that exercise turbocharges the effectiveness of NO, which we've talked a lot about over the, in the past uh, shows. That's nitric oxide uh, and other nutrients that heal the blood vessels. Okay. All right. And then matters. Well, actually, let's go to the Funny Bone Pharmacy. I know I'm a week late in these uh, with these two Olympic-related questions, but why was the empty Olympic Stadium so hot? Well, all the fans had left. Okay. My producer is saying what that's a stale joke uh why couldn't the olympic or why couldn't the olympian listen to music because he broke the record the record you know if you're old enough to remember records <laughs> records and tapes you know before uh technology anyway and then did you hear about the fight at the seafood restaurant it was awful four fish got battered okay um, now my producer is really asleep i, I got to Okay, <laughs> one last one, finally. Uh, uh, there's this uh, patient at the um, clinic, and he sees two doors. One says medical marijuana. The other says joint replacement. <laughs> so at one door you get a joint, the other you get a joint replaced. All right. On that note, we will be back with more information for your good health with Dr. Zia Khan, cardiologist extraordinaire, talking about heart health uh, on this last Saturday Um, in the month of February, which is American Heart Month. So much more information to come here. And it's always cholesterol-free with 30% fewer calories than regular talk radio. I'm David Snow. Stick around if you want to stay healthy. Back right after this as Dr. Health continues. I'm a paramedic, and it may sound silly, but a lot of people are afraid to call 911 when they're experiencing uncomfortable pressure, fullness, squeezing, or pain in the center of the chest. You know why? Because they think it would be embarrassing if it were a false alarm. Instead, people risk permanent damage or death because they're afraid they might get a lecture. That's ridiculous. To learn more about heart attack warning signs, call the American Heart Association at 1-800-AHA-USA-1 or visit us on the web at AmericanHeart.org. Noni has been used by Polynesians and Hawaiians for over 2,000 years as their main medicinal plant. Now our new products bring the power of noni fruit to you in a pleasant-to-use form. Noni fruit leather is made from pure, organic, unfermented fruit and offers relief for many health problems inside and out. Our soothing lavender noni lotion helps with pain, skin ailments, and sports injuries. Noni fruit leather and lavender noni lotion are available online or at most health food stores. Try our noni lotion and fruit leather for improved health and energy. Is getting a good night's sleep a challenge? Fortunately, there's a superior, fast-acting sleep formula called Tranquil Sleep from Natural Factors. This non-habit-forming supplement contains a unique combination of melatonin, 5-HTP, and L-theanine, which works in harmony with your body's natural sleep hormones. Tranquil Sleep can help you fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep sounder, and wake up refreshed, all without feeling drowsy in the morning. The key benefit comes from increasing the time spent in the deeper stages of sleep. It's only in these deeper levels of sleep that we truly experience the rejuvenation, regeneration, and recuperation that sleep provides. Even if you think you get a good night's sleep, give Tranquil Sleep a try. You might be surprised with how much better you've slept by waking up with more energy and enthusiasm to start your day. Learn more at naturalfactors.com. 
Stop breathing right now. No, really, hold your breath. This is how it feels when you're stuffed up due to colds, flu, pollen, dander, post-nasal drip, or any other reason. That's when you need Clear Saline Nasal Spray, the only spray with the power of xylitol. That simple saline solution you're using is only doing half the job. It's just rinsing. In multiple research studies, xylitol has been shown to reduce bacterial adhesion and help keep your nose moist and clean much longer than saline alone making Clear more effective at washing away that nasty gunk in your nose. Clear is so powerful, it's been granted over 11 patents. So step up from that wimpy saline spray to something that actually works faster and better at getting you the relief you need to start breathing now. And if your doctor isn't talking to you about Clear for your congestion, maybe you need to get a new doctor. You don't just rinse your hands, why would you just rinse your nose? Clear saline nasal spray with xylitol. Available at Vitamin Shop, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, as well as Amazon.com. For a complete list of retailers, visit clear.com. That's xlear.com. All right, welcome back to the program. My guest in this hour of the program, Dr. Zia Khan, cardiologist uh, here in Honolulu, and also the president-elect of the American Heart Association's Hawaii chapter. We had him on in the first Saturday in February, and now we're having him on in the last Saturday of February as well. And we welcome him back to the Dr. Health Radio microphones this morning. Good morning, Dr. Khan. How the health are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you, David, for inviting me back. Absolutely. Back by popular demand, I might add. Uh, you know, a lot of people had positive uh, things to say about your interview. And um, okay. and we just scratched the surface. So we uh, had a lot more ground to cover. And uh, since this is the biggest killer in America, uh, even more than COVID and cancer, I thought I'd uh, bring you back. So the first important question, Dr. Khan, I have 13 hearts, but no body and no soul. What am I? Oh, man, that's a tough one. And that wasn't on my medical school exam. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good comeback. Uh, A deck of cards is the answer. That that would be, if you were on a game show, uh, you better know know that one. I feel really disappointed. I feel a little bit... Less of myself. I feel a little down now. That's good though. It's humbling. <laughs> but you know, with the, along with the clubs, the diamonds, and the spades, there are thirteen hearts in every deck of cards, right? Well, you That's are great. in an elite club, I might add, a club of cardiologists that work in spades to uh, keep everyone's heart healthy, and we thank you for doing that. Unfortunately, some of the patients out there, I mean, even your patients and many other individuals, may not realize that. Like anything that's of great value, it takes a certain amount of work to maintain our hearts and so uh, that they can function properly for all the years of our life. So uh, let's, uh, first of all, review some of the AHA guidelines for a healthy heart. Uh, the top one being, well, uh, tell us what the top one is and then we'll go down the list. Healthy yeah, habits. Yeah, for me, I, yeah, I, so I, I remember, so I, I read the last set of guidelines a couple of years ago and it was, it was really humbling. I remember how depressed I was as I was reading that because I thought, man, because once it's in the AHA guidelines, to me, that's like the Bible for um, for cardiology in the sense that it's well-researched, it's evidence-based, and so it's in the guidelines. I read it, and I get sad. And so one of the things I read was um, the Seventh-day Adventist study, the evidence based on plant-based diets. Yes. And so at the time, I, I you know, I'm, I grew up in Florida. I, was, I went to school in Louisiana, so my diet isn't... Uh, yeah, it wasn't the best, but then it was very much right there in concrete. Eat more plants, eat less meat, mm-hmm. and people tend to do 
tend to live longer. And so, and actually part of that was, I remember reading there, the Southern, so my heritage is um, South Asian. It said, well, what's a risk factor? South Asian diet, South Asian ancestry. What's another risk factor? Southern-based diet. So I grew up in the South. And uh-huh. so I was like, man, uh-huh. I, I got to get to work. And so eating plants is really important. Um, so that's, that's number one. And number two is exercising at least 150 minutes uh, of moderate to vigorous activity weekly. That is your, that's probably your, your basic pillars right there. And so making sure you get at least, I break it down to 30 minutes, five times a week. I would say that um, every time I have this conversation, about 50% of the time I hear, well, you know, I, I, I work a lot or I have these other obligations, but honestly, it's, it's break it down. The other piece is it doesn't have to be 30 minutes at one time, which was interesting because the data in there shows that it could, you could do it. Uh, it's a cumulative effort. So you could do 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the evening. And so really trying to target that 30 minutes a day, and I'll just bump it up to seven, seven days, at least, at least 150 minutes. And so that to me is a fundamental um, key piece of it. And then controlling your risk factors, right? High blood pressure. Uh, making sure it's that goal, definitely less than 140 over 90. For some people with diabetes and other conditions, less than 130 over 80. Otherwise, you need medication. Um, uh, so the hypertension, the diabetes, making sure you don't, you know, have a high processed food intake. But I think a lot of this, honestly, is is good nutritional and exercise. That's sort of the key piece that I took away from uh, the AHA. The other two, the other pieces that um, are added there are stress and uh, good sleep. And I heard there was, I heard a commercial about sleep. Uh, yes. on, while I was waiting mm-hmm. on tranquil sleep. sleep really yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So those, those are probably the four key nutrition, exercise, stress, and sleep. The guidelines hi- highlight nutrition and exercise quite a bit. Yeah. Let me yeah, add, risk factor uh, control. okay. Let me add uh, Dr. Khan to what you were saying about, uh, and I like what you said about the, um, the fact that exercise, you, you do it as a seven day routine instead of five days is what the minimum recommendation is of so five days, uh, 30 minutes a day. Uh, you know, five five times a week. But uh, I always tell people, only eat on the days you exercise. <laughs> that'll that'll motivate awesome. people to, to get a little. <laughs> and, and another uh, guideline that I give people is, you know, not necessarily every day, but you only have to exercise on days that start with T. Okay, so Tuesday, Thursday, today, and tomorrow. <laughs> Exactly. Okay, so. Exactly. Gotcha. All right, anyway, I just want to add that to the exercise uh, tip for preventing heart disease and maintaining a healthy heart. Uh, Now, what about uh, smoking? I know that that greatly increases your risk for heart disease. Tell us about that from a cardiologist standpoint. Yeah, and so obviously tobacco is a huge concern. And then um, we talked about inflammation last time. And so that's, and again, I don't, you know, I I don't want to make any of this into a moral issue because Mm -hmm. it's science, right? So. You, you, you smoke, um, you get infl- inflammatory changes. Multiple organ systems are affected. True. We talked a little about inflammation and plaque and heart attacks. So actually, the highest time for a smoker to have a heart attack is when they are smoking. Oh. And even though there's chronic change. Yeah, because, because of the vasoconstriction. So imagine oh, you're sitting okay. and you're, um, you already have plaque, right? And then when you smoke, the nicotine, all that, the sympathetic nervous stimulation, oh, sure. it will constrict your arteries. And so then it reduces your blood supply. So then you're sitting on plaque that you've accumulated for years. Hmm. And then all of a sudden you have this acute sort of vasoconstriction because you're smoking, right? That's how you get high and stuff, all this change. You know, you can't get a little euphoria when you smoke because yes. of the vasoconstriction. So that mm-hmm. happens to your heart, you get chest pain. So if you get chest pain, and believe it or not, a lot of people tell me they get chest pain when they smoke. And I think, oh, well, that's clearly almost like a failed stress test. So if you get chest pain, when you smoke, it could be multiple things. It could be your lungs, obviously, inflammation in your lungs. It also could be your heart. 
And so that's just something to think about. Wow. So you are taking a chance every time you smoke. It's not just a cumulative effort. Yeah. One thing, if I can hmm. mention for the American Heart, um, in terms of their, their, um, what they're doing on the public health side, part of my, my at least my, my background was in public health, master's in public health. I'm, I have an interest, unfortunately, in mostly clinical medicine, but one thing I do appreciate about the AHA is they do do public health advocacy, and one piece is on vaping. So vaping in terms of um, the youth, like 30% of Hawaii's youth, youth uh, has exposure to vaping. Uh, that was vaping shocking. Vaping. Yeah, I saw that statistic yeah. and I couldn't believe it. That's incredible. I mean, it's... Oh. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's more than... Yeah. That's like when we were growing up, or, well, I'm probably a lot older than you, but uh, when when I was growing up, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know, 20% or so of uh, of the teenagers smoked. And, and as you know, statistically, if you start smoking, if you get the habit before age 19, you're 90%, well, 90% of all smokers in, that are adults yep, uh, right. got hooked exactly. when they were a teenager before or by 19. And uh, so, 100%, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So same thing with... I mean, you're 100% right, exactly. Yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah you, you, you mean I'm 100% right on the 90%? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> okay, just exactly, checking. Exactly, you're 100%. 100%. <laughs> okay, but but on the uh, on a serious note, as far as vaping, uh, what are the the hazards? Aren't they similar because of the the nicotine causing the constriction uh, of the blood vessels? Yeah, exactly. And so there's there's other things that um, that you know there's things that are the, the, the jury's out on, but for sure the nicotine, the nicotine addiction, and the nicotine itself on the developing brain of the, of the adolescent, impulse control, mood issues. And you already have a teenager who's probably moody, and then, you know now you're, now you're now you're like got this nicotine addiction on top of it, which oh, is going to cause man. impulse control, it's going to inattention, and so a lot of brain developmental issues that actually may be sustainable. The other piece of it is it's a gateway um, uh, right. to future tobacco use, which people say, oh, it's it's a way of um, an alternative. Of, yeah, I'll, yeah, not really. Not right? really. Adults mm. don't tend to do it as much. It's usually the kids, and we know just like you mentioned very astutely, it's like very important. That it's 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 it is mostly a vaping is mostly a younger teenager thing, and it's a gateway forward. And so the good thing about American Heart is that they they do legislative efforts on this, also on licensing places that that uh, do that uh, sell vaping products, and also trying to push a tax on um on e cigarettes. So there's anyway, it's a, it's a big problem as you mentioned. and I was really surprised as well. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Doctor Khan, we need to uh, take a bottom of our break, and I have many more questions for you. In fact, when we come back, let's conclude our uh, smoking and vaping uh, discussion with cigars because I have a friend, he's in the health field for goodness sake and he started smoking cigars, what's that about? He says, well I don't inhale, okay so you don't get lung cancer, you get mouth cancer and throat cancer or uh, esophageal or tongue cancer You know, uh, but uh, yeah, anyway um, and then we'll talk about uh, AEDs and um, some of the other conditions that we didn't quite uh, get to in detail the last time we had you on like tachycardia bradycardia uh, either slow or uh, too rapid a heartbeat arrhythmias uh, and then uh, more oh and also uh, alcohol in your health i have some interesting information there and how candles can help lower your blood pressure uh, with uh, with uh, using candle therapy we'll tell you about uh, details on that as well back after this with our heart health edition of the program dr zia khan cardiologist at Queens Medical Center here in Honolulu as my guest. Much more information for your good health here on Dr. Health, so don't go anywhere if you want to stay healthy. Curcumin-rich Theracurmin from Natural Factors is a special form of curcumin, 
the yellow pigment of turmeric that has shown many wondrous health benefits. Theracurmin represents a major scientific breakthrough. Clinical studies show that when it comes to absorption, Theracurmin is by far number one. Finally, the powerful health benefits of curcumin can be realized with curcumin-rich Theracurmin. To learn more, visit naturalfactors.com. When it comes to probiotics, why do employees, managers, and owners of health stores recommend and personally take Theralac more than any other brand? Results. Fast results. In fact, Theralac is the fastest-acting medicinal-strength probiotic. With patented stomach acid-resistant delivery, prebiotic stimulation, and guaranteed potency, Theralac restores regularity fast while providing all the long-term benefits of a superior probiotic supplement. Don't be fooled by probiotic products that promise higher potencies or more strains of beneficial bacteria. High potency means nothing without delivery, and more strains are not necessarily better. Theralac is optimally formulated for results. Theralac, the high-potency probiotic with guaranteed strength, delivery, and stimulation, supporting your digestion, regularity, and immunity. Theralac, available in the refrigerated section of your favorite health store. For more information, go to Theralac.com. As a matter of fact, we're going to talk about broken heart syndrome, and we'll tell you how to mend a broken heart, and helping us do that, cardiologist Zia Khan from Queens Medical Center. Dr. Khan, uh, here's some interesting information we didn't get to in detail. Um, There's been a spike in broken heart syndrome. I don't think we, well, maybe we touched on this, but uh, it's because of COVID-19, and uh, there's a lot of people that don't exhibit the usual symptoms uh, as, as far as warning signs of a heart attack. Now, this is rare, as you know, but it sometimes could be deadly. Uh, and it's caused by acute stress situations such as COVID. And the medical literature highlights the brain-heart connection, saying that you can't have a healthy heart without a healthy mind. That makes sense, right? But um, I don't know if you saw this report, Dr. Khan. This was from Dr. Jennifer Ashton, who is the ABC News medical correspondent. And you often see her on Good Morning America. But uh, she was commenting on broken heart syndrome and uh, saying it was because of inflammatory conditions and hormonal imbalances and that uh, uh, symptoms could include chest pain, shortness of breath, and fatigue. Uh, Can you comment on broken heart syndrome uh, as a cardiologist? Sure, David. At first I thought you were going to tell me a joke and then I got... I got real serious. So. <laughs> okay, t- switch to your serious <laughs> side now. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a downer. But it, so what we, I can tell you anecdotally. So what we do is we, so when people come in with infection, oftentimes, um, well, I've had several patients with this. It's actually, it's another oh, word for it's really? cardiomyopathy. Yeah, or stress-induced cardiomyopathy. So for some reason, we, I, we see it quite a bit. Huh. So, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, Oftentimes, it's because of um, uh, personal st- psychological stress. Mm. Oftentimes, it's because of infection. And so, oh. somebody comes in, they got a bad infection, inflammatory response, and then you do an ultrasound of their heart, and it's, their whole heart is just kind of globally down. It's just, mm. it's just not moving. Uh-huh. So, then you kind of you know the pattern because it's either a severe, a severe uh, heart attack because of severe blockages, but that kind of severity would be pretty rare. And then you look at the amount of enzyme damage, it's not as high as a severe heart attack. And so you say, well, that probably is what's called a takatsuba, which is a, uh, a, a octopus basket, because that's what it looks like. And that's, that's where the word comes from, or stress-induced cardiomyopathy. It's just like a ballooning of the heart. And so 
you go up for an angiogram, the arteries are clear, and then you say, okay, that's probably what it is. Very common because of stress. Uh, I wouldn't say very common, you're right, but we see it. And probably because I'm a cardiologist, that's probably why I see it, right? And so, and then you treat it. The good thing is, if you can get um, people on the right medications, get them at the right time, and you kind of get them stabilized, it probably has a, it has a better uh, chance of recovery than, say, coronary artery disease, which is just infarct and dead. So there's a chance to bring back the heart function and, and, and get it um, get it better. Probably never normal. And that's the other issue is that people say, oh, my heart function is normal. But once you have a cardiomyopathy, it's kind of like your heart does have some degree of PTSD. Mm. So if you stop your medications and you expose yourself to other stressors, it could recur. And so that's happened. To, like so I've had people who sort of um, have, you know, experienced some sort of stress, psychological, environmental, or infectious, and then develop this to get on medications, they stop the medications, and then something else happens, and then they, their function goes down. Oh. So it's important to stay on your medications if you get it, but definitely something we see, and it's definitely, um, I, I was surprised to see how, how often we see it, actually. And, and what's the average so, age of a patient that has broken heart syndrome, doctor? Uh, anecdotally, I feel like, uh, I'll just tell you what my experience is. Older, and I think it's predilection towards women, and so that's, that's what we kind of see. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's but, interesting. Yeah, I, I tend to see a lot of in older women who have infections, honestly. Okay, so now... That's been my experience with it. All right, good. Uh, well, now, since you mentioned octopus, let me uh, give you a question and see if a cardiologist... This, this will be a cocktail uh, party question for for you to, you know, maybe ask somebody else there. How many hearts does an octopus have? Thirteen. <laughs> no, no, no. Three. An octopus has three hearts. Wow! Yeah, is that yeah. Real? Are you just, is that no, no, no. This, a, this is no. I'm totally serious. You look it up. You know, it's the, the, the octopus. That's why I thought I, I want to be an octopus so that I can have some backup. You know, a couple backup yeah. cardiovascular systems. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's interesting that uh, octopus have that three hearts. Yeah. So uh, anyway, since you're the president of the American Heart Association, uh, you can you know raise that question to somebody at a cocktail party and kind of have a one up on them. <laughs> so, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, let's uh, shift gears and talk about some of the other conditions uh, we talked about: broken heart syndrome. Let's talk about tachycardia, uh, rapid heartbeat, and then bradycardia, the slow heartbeat, as well as arrhythmia. Let's ta- tackle them one at one at a time. Tackle tachycardia. <laughs> sure. Probably what people are, um, as you get older, you're most common with. Uh, there's, okay, there's, so there's there four chambers of your heart, two on the top, two on the bottom. The two on the bottom do most of the pumping, and the two on the top are, kinda, are, are called atrium, which entrance chambers, atrium. Mm-hmm. And so the bottom are the ventricles, and they do most of the pumping. So if you get arrhythmias in the top, generally it's, it's not fatal, right? It's, um, but if you get on the bottom, it really affects most of your pumping, can be fatal. And so th- that's the real issue. And the bottom ones are called ventricular tachycardias. The top are called either atrial tachycardias or supraventricular tachycardias or atrial fibrillation. I'll hit atrial fibrillation because it's fairly common. Mm-hmm. As you get older, your top chambers start to stretch. The, the um, electrical conduction isn't in a normal rhythm. It doesn't go into a, a normal beat. Like a, It turns into more like a jazz band, but it, and it just gets crazy. The top chambers just start to shake, sometimes as, as much as 300 times a minute. Wow. Now, that, the bottom, yeah, the bottom, the bottom though, has a, has, like a, has a node or a checkpoint which won't allow all 300 beats through, and so it'll slow it down. Hmm. So the bottom will be like 100 or maybe faster, 130 or even lower. And so, But because there's a checkpoint, right, it doesn't allow the impulse to get all the way down. And that's a protective measure of the heart. And so then you're worried, less worried about fatality. What you're worried about with atrial fibrillation is your risk of stroke. 
So those mm. top chambers, when they beat really fast, the blood doesn't go down smoothly. It starts to sort of eddy, and it may actually form little clots. And then when those little clots go down to the bottom chambers, and then they go up your aorta, and they go to your brain, you get a you get a mm, you get right. a you get a stroke. Oh, so okay. that that's the biggest problem with atrial fibrillation. It comes and it goes, or it stays. But make sure you talk to your doctor if you have this about your risk of stroke and whether you need to be on a blood thinner, because uh-huh. that that is something that needs to be discussed. So that's the top. That's probably the more common top chamber issue for older people. And that's usually a a function of aging, just a consequence of aging. Yeah, aging, and sometimes if you're younger, other risk factors, you just got to look at your risk factors, like sometimes a lot of alcohol, Mm -hmm. um, uh, hypertension, diabetes, your standard risk factors, obesity. Honestly, if you lose weight, your control of atrial fibrillation gets much better, and that's actually pretty profound. Um, And so you can control your atrial fibrillation, uh, just by, if you're obese, by significant weight loss, which is really good. Oh, yeah. You don't yeah. always have to need a lot of medications. Definitely. Yeah. No. So that's the top. Okay. That's the top. Okay. Yeah. And then... Uh, the bottom... Go ahead. Go ahead. Yep. Oh, yeah. Ventricular tachycardia. And so that is that is when the bottom chambers go really fast, and that can be fatal, because you can imagine if you don't relax and fill with blood... And then you pump again, and you just keep pumping really fast. It doesn't. It doesn't have time to actually fill with blood, oh. and then blood doesn't get anywhere. Then mm-hmm. you could have a, you could die, and have yeah, it could be fatal. And so that's what you're. And it, it, it degenerates into what's called ventricular fibrillation, where the heart just starts shaking really fast, and eventually you just pass. Wow. So that's that's yeah. Okay. Probably the more common etiology of that is coronary artery disease. Again, plaque. And um, heart, previous heart attack is a risk factor for that. Hmm. Um, sometimes genetic conditions, but that's not the majority of it. The majority is probably, uh, you know, it all comes down to, I mean, no matter how complicated this stuff gets, it all comes down, I think, for most people to nutrition and exercise and watching your risk factors. Because if you have a heart attack, you get scar. If you get scar in your heart, you're predisposed to ventricular tachycardia. And then if your function's really low, because of a heart attack, you're predisposed to ventricular tachycardia. And that's a... Sudden cardiac death. That's what I mean by sudden cardiac death. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Now, what about bradycardia, the slow heartbeat? What are the consequences there? Yeah, and so slow heartbeat. <laughs> so if you think about it in terms of um, your 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 heart and your um, your uh, you're trying to get blood flow to your brain, right? And you keep your cardiac output up, and so your output is based on uh, how much volume you have in your in your in your heart, how much volume of blood, how fast it's beating. How good the how good it's contracting, and so if any of those factors are affected, say you're really dehydrated, you pass out. Say your heart, you have heart failure, your heart's not pumping well, you mm. pass out. If your heart rate is really low and you're not just you're not able to keep up the demand of what you need, say you're exercising and your muscles need that oxygen, you need the heart to pump, but your heart can only go like 50 beats per minute when you really need 120 to keep up for your cardiac output so you get to blood to your brain, then you could pass out or something more fatal could happen, and so you could really hurt yourself. And so that's and that and probably the biggest. That one is probably age, and so and that's a tough one. So I mean, what, what can you do? So, um, so if if somebody has low blood, is it automatically that a person would have low blood pressure if they had bradycardia, or not necessarily? Could they have high blood pressure yeah, and true. bradycardia? They can. So that's a compensatory mechanism. So oftentimes, what happens is we notice their blood pressure is a little high mm-hmm. at rest, and their their heart rate's a little low, and maybe their kidney function isn't so is is a little bit worse than it used to because the blood's not getting there. So cardiac output times um, resistance. Yeah, equals pressure. Pressure is equal to flow times resistance, like any circuit. So mm-hmm. if your flow is down because your heart rate's down, your resistance may go up, your blood pressure may go up a bit just to get the blood to the brain, right? And so when you're resting, right? But say you start walking, 
say you start walking, it's not going to be able to compensate. It's just oh. not. So at that point, it's going to. So at rest, you may see some compensation by your pressure, by your resistance going up in your vessels to keep your pressure up. Mm-hmm. But then when you start walking and you get on a treadmill, you get short of breath. It's not. It's not delivering oxygen to the tissues or the brain, mm. and then you're going to feel it. So like the first sign of a bradycardia arrhythmia that's a problem is when you're walking and exerting yourself and you get lightheaded or you get short of breath. So what, that's why, okay, it all goes back to, I mean, it all goes back to nutrition and exercise. So exercise isn't only good for you in terms of preventive maintenance. It's actually like a diagnostic test. So you, if you, if you oh, walk every day, right? yeah, exactly. And if you get lightheaded with walking, when you know you can walk this two miles and you have no problems, all of a sudden you get lightheaded and short of breath and you check your heart rate, well, it's lower than usual. Okay, maybe you have some conduction disease or maybe you get chest pain. So it's basically taking the car out for a drive every day. Like nobody would leave their like Ferrari in their um, you know, garage. Maybe they would. I don't know. But they wouldn't leave their, their car in the garage and say, okay, my car is fine. They would, they would take it for a drive to tell if it's fine. But, you know, your body is like way more valuable than any car, right? But at the same time, we don't drive it every day. We just sit at home or we sit in the garage in our office, right? Well, and most people so, take better care of their cars than they do their bodies. That's for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And your body's like way more miraculous than your car. Oh, right. And it's way yeah. more expensive. Yeah. It's priceless. Yeah, so it's also yeah. diagnostic. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, um, that reminds me of a, a joke. I think it was um, a, a doctor's talking to his mechanic and says, uh, you know, the, the mechanic's bragging about the fact that he could overhaul an engine. And uh, you know, put back all the pieces, and and he's talking to the the um, uh, doctor, and he says, "I bet you can't do that with a body." He said, "Well, try to try to." He, he, the comeback with the doc from the doctor was that he asked the mechanic. He says, "But can you do that with the engine running?" <laughs> you know, because <laughs> that, that's a, it, it's like what you're doing is literally you're overhauling an engine of you know the heart of the car is the engine and the heart of uh, i mean the our heart our, uh, the body is the heart and uh, so you're literally uh saving somebody's life while they're uh, while they're running i mean you can't well you you can stop the heart for a very short period of time uh, actually but, but so, most of the time you don't you're right yeah, you're right, yeah, right most of the right. time it's- so exactly, and I'm sorry I don't hear or remember the details of the joke. Otherwise, it would have been funnier. But anyway, let's talk about. <laughs> There's uh, a truism there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, actually, when we come back, uh, I see we need to take one last break. Uh, when we come back, I want to ask you about how you can lower high blood pressure with candles, but you can't look it up. You can't look. You can't go to Doctor Google, Doctor. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I'll have good. that information for you, and we'll have others. Oh, in fact. Uh, The World Health Organization, or excuse me, the World Health Federation uh, has some interesting information about alcohol-related deaths uh, in relation to heart disease. So we'll talk about that as well. Back after this with more information for your good health with Dr. Zia Khan, a cardiologist from Queens Medical Center here in Honolulu. We will be back with more information on heart health here on Dr. Health. Stick around if you want to stay healthy. Dr. Health Radio returns right after this. Noni has been used by Polynesians and Hawaiians for over 2,000 years as their main medicinal plant. Now our new products bring the power of noni fruit to you in a pleasant-to-use form. Noni fruit leather is made from pure, organic, unfermented fruit and offers relief for many health problems inside and out. Our soothing lavender noni lotion helps with pain, skin ailments, and sports injuries. Noni fruit leather and lavender noni lotion are available online or at most health food stores. Try our noni lotion and fruit leather for improved health and energy. 
Staying healthy has never been more important. And Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract, maker of premier heart and immune health products, is leading the way to better health with the groundbreaking new formula, Kyolic Omega AGE. Kyolic Omega AGE combines the cardiovascular power of Kyolic's best-selling, organically grown aged garlic extract with sustainably sourced fish oil and a synergistic blend of the nutrients, vitamins D3, K2, E, and B6, 9, and 12, that have been clinically shown to support heart, bone, and immune health all in one supplement, providing you with a comprehensive and convenient way to take your health to the next level. So check off all of those individual supplements from your shopping list and get Kyolic Omega AGE for heart, bone, and immune health today. Look for Kyolic Omega AGE at fine natural health retailers near you. Learn more at Kyolic.com. That's K-Y-O-L-I-C.com. Stay healthy. Live better. Since 70% of your immune system is in your guts, don't you think it's time to take a little better care of it? After all, so many things you're doing to it are affecting its function. Not getting enough fiber, eating too much sugar, excess stress and alcohol, as well as that sedentary lifestyle. So maybe it's time for a tune-up, an intestinal tune-up, with the medical strength probiotics from Master Supplements. Their signature Theralac, recommended by doctors for more than 15 years, will rapidly colonize your intestinal tract with the specific gut friendly strains of potent beneficial bacteria and their patent protected delivery system has garnered Theralac and their other probiotics with a worldwide reputation for results. There's also True Flora, a unique probiotic and enzyme blend with bio cleansing effects and True Bifido, specifically formulated for colon support. See all of the Master Supplements products at your nearest natural food store or go to Theralac.com. Master Supplements, the probiotic pioneers. come true it can happen to you if you're young at heart well we hope you're young at heart no matter what your age is we want your heart to last as long as you do and that's why we're doing another show on heart health on this uh, month of American Heart Month uh, the uh, American Heart Association's designated month of the year to highlight heart health and uh, heart disease in general if you're just joining us, Dr. Zia Khan is my guest, and if you uh, have missed a part of the show or just tuning in, you can listen to the rebroadcast tonight at 9 p.m. on the station you're listening to right now, or you can always go to the website a week after it airs at drhealthradio.com. That's D-O-C-T-O-R, healthradio.com. Okay, Dr. Khan, here's the big question. How do you lower high blood pressure with candles? Promise me you didn't uh... look it up. Did you look it up? I, 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 no, I didn't. <laughs> I was going to until you said that. <laughs> <laughs> See, <laughs> I know. Even, even doctors go to Dr. Google, right? <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, here, here's, the, here's the deal. Blowing out a candle protects your heart. This is uh, interesting um, research from University of Colorado scientists. They say pursing your lips as you inhale deeply, then exhale 30 times per day, reduces your systolic blood pressure, that's the top number, as you know, by about nine points in six weeks. Mm. Turns out it acts like resistance exercise, improving blood vessel function by 45%. So 
uh, pursing your lips. Uh, so, or if you're old enough and you just maybe have a birthday cake uh, once a month instead of once a year, you can practice blowing out all those candles. You know, <laughs> uh, that, I feel that, like that was a trick question, though, in the sense that it's it's the pursing your lips. So I'm just I'm just uh, polystore because you got me twice today already. Oh no, no. <laughs> well, that wasn't the that wasn't the aim. Uh, that's for sure. All right, uh, let's get to a couple other uh, factoids or uh, news items. Uh, one is this: this news comes from the World Heart Federation. With alcohol death or alcohol related deaths on the rise uh, worldwide, they stated that no amount of moderate drinking will lower your risk of heart disease. So, I just want to emphasize that the risks far outweigh the benefits of uh, the small benefits of alcohol, uh, because you know the alcoholic beverage industry they've they fund all these studies. Where, oh yeah, red wine's good for you, or a couple beers a day, or you know this and that. And it's not the case at all when you look at the real facts and figures and uh, the um, research that's not funded by industry. It's a quite quite a different picture or story. Uh, comments on that? Yeah, that, yeah. That so to me, that was um, one of those things. Like reading the guidelines, that was just like I saw that in January. I thought, wow, that's that's a game changer. Um, usually, I would say like two drinks for men and one, you know, one drink for women would help your HDL and you know help lower your risk of heart heart disease. And so, and they just came out and just blew all that out of the water and said, well, if you look at all the data, it's industry sponsored. It's weak at best. And then, and you know, just looking at their executive summary of it in the past, I thought, yeah, it makes a lot of sense in the sense that not only, um, cause what I, the conversations I have with my patients are, cause I have a lot of patients who drink obviously. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's who's, st- I mean, there's so much involved in saying, okay, I'm going to only drink two drinks a day. And I, I, I am, I'm skeptical of the person who's like, I am really just drinking this for my heart health. Oh, so what, yeah, what, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and, and who stopped it too? And, what is the dosage? Are you doing? I mean, so I I just feel like it just kind of validates what people wanted to do. That's right. And I think that was maybe the alcohol industry's intent in the first place. And sure. So that's how the conversation goes. It goes into more validating what I'm trying to do. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I kind of a, I would like to look deeper into their data, but at first pass, it makes a lot of sense to me. And I and my personal my personal sort of take on it is just stay away. All right. Good good advice. It's it's a slippery slope, right? It is. Why are you drinking? Are you stressed? Are you not dealing with something that's Yeah, yeah. You should be doing other things to relieve your stress. Doctor, we've run out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. It's A-H-A, excuse me, A-H-A dot org, right, for American Heart Association's website. That's right. Okay, great. Keep up the good work and all the best on your new, uh, new position as president of the American Heart Association. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, join us next week. Dr. Earl Mandel is on the menu. Actually, he'll talk about menus and diets. He's the author of the wildly popular Vitamin Bible, along with more than 50 other books. And uh, we'll talk about medicine, nutrition, health, and everything having to do with those topics as we kick off National Nutrition Month. Thanks for joining us. Join us for the uh, rebroadcast tonight. And um, this is David Snow reminding you that it isn't how long you live, it's how you live long. Aloha. Have a healthy week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.